thanks so much for joining me today. I've got Peter Brissett with Digital Marketing Dude, and I am really, really thrilled to have him. He knows a ton about marketing. I've known Peter for many, many years, and I always learn something new from him. So uh, I'm thankful to kind of have him here to share his wisdom with you. Thanks so much for joining me, Peter. Great to be with you, Valerie. Always love talking about marketing with you, uh, with anybody, really. Uh, <laughs> there's always stuff to talk about. There's always questions that people have. And uh, yeah, it's just what we do. So it's fun. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, so tell tell me a little bit. I mean, I know a little bit of the background here with, with your business and yeah. kind of what you specialize in, but, but why don't you tell the listeners here a little bit about your background and just your expertise? So I would say, let, let me start with this. I got into marketing kind of by accident, I would say. Uh, I was in sales for a long time and I worked for a lot of smaller companies and I'm like, great, I'm your sales guy. And they, they would be like, great, go sell stuff. I'd be like, great, where's my leads? And they'd say, oh, well, here's a phone book. And I don't know if you know what a phone book is. I, I do. I know what some high school <laughs> I asked some high school kids recently, I said, do you know what Yellow Pages is? And they like blank stares across the faces like, yep. They're looking at the teacher. What's a Yellow Pages? You never told us about this. So anyway, they handed me a phone book. Here's a phone yes, book. Go, I'm old go, enough to know what a phone book is. Go look in this phone <laughs> Thank book. Thank you though for thinking that I'm young enough for that. <laughs> and, and look at these leads. So anyway. Uh, that seemed really weird to me because I thought as a sales guy, I should be spending my time selling their products and services to people who were already interested in it mm-hmm. versus trying to, you know, talk to a hundred people and get 99 that say, I don't need that to find the one that might be interested. So that yeah. doesn't seem, that didn't seem like sales. So what I realized was, oh, there's this whole thing called marketing <laughs> <laughs> and that's marketing's job, right? Is to kind of go, Hey, we're over here you know, are you interested in this? And then, you know, someone can take it from there. Uh, So over time, I just kept asking the questions, how do I get someone to call me? Like, I want someone to reach out to me and call me and say, hey, I want to know more about this. And so it just kind of took me down this path. So I started taking courses and classes and workshops and training. And then of course, all the digital, you know, stuff, looked really interesting to me. It's like, oh, we could build a website and uh, do that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, maybe run some ads and drive some some traffic to the website. So it just became this process of looking at marketing. So in my career, as a sales guy, I started to transition more to marketing. And eventually, you know, 2008, 2009 here, well, all over, when the economy just kind of tanked, and uh, I like to say I was a reluctant op- entrepreneur. So it only took me getting fired like three times before I'm like, maybe I should start something on my own. And um, so finally out of survival, it's like, all right, I know how to do a lot of this stuff. Um, maybe I can get some businesses to, to pay me to do that. So that's been 11, 12 years ago now. Congrats, uh, by the way. That's quite an accomplishment. It's it's, it's actually pretty amazing because I never had a job like before that, you know, I worked, I always had a job. I never had a job that long. Like, I think the longest I ever had a job was maybe seven years, which is pretty good Yeah. these days. 
uh, in general. So, so you've, stuck, you've stuck with something and it's, it's continuing to grow and do well. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yes. A lot of entrepreneurs don't, don't succeed that long. Yeah. It's been all. So a that's great amazing. ride. I'm just, yeah, I'm just so surprised half the time. It's like, wow, have I really been doing this this long? This is crazy. <laughs> it's a long time to do anything. So yeah, I agree. I think, you know, when I look back, I feel like, oh yeah, I just worked with that client maybe two years ago. And then I'm looking back through the records and I'm like, no, this was six, seven years ago. Right. Wow. Right. This has been a long time. So yeah. it's amazing how time flies when you're, when you're running your own business, mm -hmm. you know, you just so much focused on the day to day, the month to month, you don't even realize yeah. the years go by. We do. And that's a good point, right? We're kind of always in that uh, survival mode. I got to make the month. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the the urgency of everything that's in front of us. And before you know it, four years have passed by. <laughs> oh, yeah. How'd that happen? Right. Well, and we worked on some projects together, too. And I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, we that was that, that was, was like really last amazing. summer. Right. And I'm looking at my records. I'm like, yeah, it was like four or five years ago. Wow. OK. Wow. Yeah. Like this exactly. is that feels so fresh in my mind. So and I think, too, like we when it's your own business, you emotionally get more attached to the, to a project, like you care more. And so it imprints more in your, in your mind and in, in your, does. in yourself. So for sure, that's amazing. Now, one of the things I know about you too, and what you do, you don't, you, you focus a lot. Um, well, you do more than just this. So I'll let you elaborate, but two of the things that I, I really am, have in, interacted with a lot when it comes to working with you is reputation management and um, the work you're doing kind of in healthcare and senior living. Um, yep. But are there other, any other big buckets that you tend to work in as far as marketing goes? So uh, reputation, uh, that reputation piece is kind of core really in everything that we do, because what I think is the most important piece that we forget often as business owners is that it's really about trust. Mm -hmm. everything that we do is about trust. So uh, how we work with our team internally is about trust. How we work with our partners, you know, uh, on projects is about trust. And ultimately our clients becoming clients, not becoming clients, um, leaving us, all that is around trust. So, um, and really as a, as a company, like that is, that has become a core value. Um, I've had clients where I'm like, I don't trust this client. I don't mm. think I can continue to work with them, which is bizarre to me to think like, how do, how do you turn away money or turn away a client? Um, you know, but at some point you kind of go, Oh, this is actually really important. It's a big, yeah, deal. no, it is. It is very important. So, so that's why we, with any business, you know, I want to do something that's going to help their reputation. So it applies to everything. How, how do things look on their website? What's going on on their social media? What's their messaging? Uh, you know, what do the reviews say? Like it becomes encompassing uh, from that perspective. Um, but the quickest, easiest thing you can do, and some of your questions are, how do you get quick wins? You know what? Get more reviews. Like get yeah. more reviews for your business like get your happy clients to review you big wins big wins builds trust people can see 
you know, how your happy clients work with you uh, and that they love you. Most of your clients probably do get more reviews. So if you don't have a way to do that or you haven't systemized it or it's been a while since you've asked, go ask. Because that's really all you got to do. Go ask. Yeah. Please, please review me. Here's a link. Go do it. And, and get more reviews. That's going to bring you more uh, success, more clients, um, establish trust, do all that. Because especially when you review somebody on a third-party review site, right? Google, Facebook, wherever. Yep. People intrinsically trust that review. Like they trust it. They look at that and they go, oh, this is an actual person with a name who wrote this review. Almost as much as they trust someone who, you know, kind of across the backyard fence mm-hmm. where you go to the neighbor, hey, who do you know that's a plumber that could that we could call? Yep. And if your neighbor says, oh, call Joe the plumber, you're calling him immediately and he's coming to your house. He's going to do the job. Like you almost trust that intrinsically. It's almost that close. Like it's not quite there, but that online review is really close to that. There's nothing else you can do in marketing that's anywhere near that compared to what that online review can do to, to help us trust. So, and then you have sites like Nextdoor. So this is just a side goofy note. I think it's funny about how digital marketing works. But nextdoor.com, you know, the app and all that. Right. It's, it's kind of like the digital across the fence conversation. Sure. For neighborhoods, where like, right? Hey, yeah. You know, we live in the same neighborhood. I don't actually know you, but we live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. So who can you recommend to me? So I, and I kind of get it with like a dentist or something like that. But when you start going, who's a good pediatrician and someone makes a recommendation to you, it's like, yeah, you live in my neighborhood, but I don't know you. Like, how do I know you're <laughs> recommending a good pediatrician to me? But they, but it happens all the time. Anyway, that's a little thing that cracks me up. But, but you can see how proximity sometimes sure can actually give a level of trust that you're like, oh. So, again, it's somebody else. It's a, it's like a referral. There's a reference. So that's my pitch. My sure. rant on online reviews. Your rant on online reviews, yeah. Uh, to do if you want to get more business, you want to make your ad campaign more successful, uh, you want to you know have something uh, convert better, go get some more reviews. And yeah. It'll all work better. Agreed. Yeah, we uh, we uh, we were looking at. I'm trying to remember. It was we were just looking for restaurants. Um, mm. Gosh, this was a while ago, but you know, <laughs> right. Um, but we were in a new town and it was between two different restaurants and it's like, okay, well, this one has a thousand reviews Yep. and it's somewhere between four and five stars averaging. And this other one has a couple hundred reviews, uh-huh. same average rating. But for, so for me, I was like, well, shoot, this one's got over a thousand reviews. Enough people must like this, yep. this food or whatever. Like that's a lot to trust. And, and, you know, I think a lot of times people, they do trust, like when you're saying like they innately trust online reviews, Mm -hmm. you know, of course we hear those horror stories or those, we have those experiences where people write fake reviews or businesses are like attacking each other, fake reviews and things like that. But, you know, that's where I, at least I've seen, if you can flush out those bad ones with positive ones right there's only so much you can do that's fake 
you know, if you have a thousand positive reviews for mm. your business mm-hmm. and maybe you have 10 or 12 that somebody tries to do that are fake to attack your yep. business, yep. those positive ones are going to far outweigh the negative. Absolutely. Um, so I think, you know, and, and to your point too, of just regularly, if it's been a while, go ask, um, you know, and for someone like me, I try to do this two or three times a year with people I've worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, as a marketing agency, like it's a smaller number of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not running 200 different people through your business every month you know, ex- so. or even every day, like a restaurant, oh, yeah, you know, right. you've got a huge quantity of people that you could going after. So yeah. for me, that two to three times a year feels like a good amount of t- touch points. I get mm-hmm. regular reviews so that it people can tell the business still provides good service even yes. this year compared to two years ago, which Correct. I think is important, the timeliness. Um, Huge. But, you know, so for businesses that do have higher quantity of people, like how, what are some of those systems that people are using to, to help make it easy? Yeah. So, uh, well, we have a platform called Review Me Marketing that we use um, that we put together um, to help uh, folks with that. So that's one option. Uh, And basically, like I said, there's two things you got to do to make this work. You got to ask and you got to make it easy. Mm -hmm. And so our tool is really about making it easy parts and being able to use it then to also ask. So um, can you send out emails, multiple emails saying, hey, it's time to review us, click here on this link um, and have a system that's easy to do it or send a text message uh, to do that or have an easy link that you put on your invoices um, or other emails or other communication tools that you have. So that's a piece of it. And then being able to really take that um, and all those great reviews that you have everywhere and promote those reviews. So be able to post those back to social media, be able to post all those reviews instantly to your website. And then to have regular reporting where you can see exactly what's happening, where am I at, where are they mm-hmm. coming from, uh, and all that. So that's really that piece of it for us uh, that we've kind of established. And I mean, basically, every client we work with is we're going to incorporate that tool somewhere because that's going to be critical to whatever else we might be doing for them uh, in that. But yeah, so Review Me Marketing is one of the tools yeah. of many out there. Right. Well, and and I've used it with some of my clients, you know, yeah. we work together in that way. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's such a great, simple solution for people. Yes. I, I really appreciate how simple it is. Um, you know, you touched a little bit on uh, kind of the, the ongoing piece of what you can do once you have those reviews. But I love that you said that, um, you know, that, that you can share them on social media and make it easy to do something with them. Because yep. I think a lot of people think about reviews being good just for people who are searching for that kind of business. Yeah. And they don't think about the fact that once something is public, you can then use that quote in mm. brochures and yes. quotes on your website and social yes. media posts. And you can, you, you know, once it's out there and it's public, you know, it's fair game to take that and use it. And, you know, it's, it's a great, great resource. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm always a fan of ways where like, if, if we can, you know, milk it for all it's worth or like get the best bang for the buck, you spend a lot of money to get those reviews, 
let's use that time and time again. And, you know, those reviews have value months, years later. Yeah. And very strong value. And, and, you know, with all the social media stuff work that you do, um, it's always what's more content, where do, where can I tap into more content sources and impactful, meaningful content sources? Cause it's easy to have, you know, some image post and throw it out there. And it's like, yeah, another image post, who cares? Right. You know, but these become really strong pieces of content. And I mean, just imagine all the ways that you can do it. You know, you can create a blog post around some of your reviews. You could create some videos around your reviews. I, I mean, there's just, you can endlessly repurpose uh, those things to, um, have multiple types of content that's going to be so much more impactful than a lot of the content you might be doing. Right. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's just, it's, I love that you use the word repurpose because that's ultimately what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it's content that is original to your brand, which I think is more and more important, at least from what I've seen over the last totally kind of 10 years is, you know, 10 years ago, you could get away with just resharing third-party content. Yeah all day long and it's gradually moved to you need your own original content and then you need your own original lifestyle content with like stories and reels and all of this kind of stuff so it's interesting to see that progression and and a lot of brands do struggle to kind of create that original content and know you know what in the world do I even post about Mm -hmm. so okay so um you know, the last, I mean, obviously digital marketing, we just alluded to that, it, it changes. Um, but how have you seen um, things change and how have you innovated in the past few years to get your own brand message or your clients' messages out to their audience? I saw this question and the thing is like, wow. Well, the last year has certainly given us Here's- opportunities to innovate for sure. Uh- What, all right, here's where I'll go with this. <laughs> there are some things that are fundamental. The fundamentals do not change. Right. Okay, so, and I'm, I'll am i keep this part brief, but- what, you know, would, what would be an example of a fundamental? Well, fundamental is strategy. Who's my yeah. target market? Why am I unique? Why should you do business with me? Um, you know, here's how we get things done, right? So we don't visit- strategy enough to remind us of what we should be doing and where we should be doing it. So strategy is home base. So there's a new social media platform. Oh, great. I'm going to jump on there. Why? Does it fit your strategy? Like, have you gone back and asked the questions about strategy? So strategy never goes away. Strategy is always going to be strategy. You always have to do strategy. So that's fundamental. That doesn't change. Um, what I've seen um, really over the last uh, year in particular, and it was even before that, because I, I've been preaching this for a long time. Sure. Video, video, <laughs> video. <laughs> and I'm so amazed, even after the last year yeah. where we've gone, I mean, all the platforms were already trying to go li- to, to doing live broadcasting, right? People were yeah. already doing, they were doing it before COVID hit, right? It, that trend had already started. And then COVID hits and that's all we were doing. 
Yep. We're doing live broadcasts. We're doing these types of things on Zoom. And I mean, th this became our place. Like this was it. Like we had to do it this way. We, there wasn't a, hey, I'm going to go speak to 30 people and see if I can pick up some clients. Yeah. Not happening. Yep. Like you had to get, like you were forced and pushed to do it regardless if you wanted to or not. Even with all of that, sure. it amazes me when I go, hey, let's check out your website and see what you got here. And I go to their website. There's not a single video on their website. Not one. Yeah. Nothing. Where's your YouTube channel? No YouTube channel. It's like, <laughs> please, please. Yep. You have to figure out video. If you want to communicate your brand, you want to communicate anything right now, every single platform, what have they done? Facebook completely rebuilt their platform for video. Yeah. You have YouTube. You have even LinkedIn now. Yeah. Is rebuilt their sure. platform for video. And so if you, if you're, you got to figure out the video piece of it. Um, even if it's, uh, there's so many ways to do video now mm -hmm. and, and 90% of it is not hard. Right. Well, especially when you have, hard. you know, these little smartphones oh. in your pocket and the cameras keep, cameras keep getting better and better and better. So there's really no excuse between this and zoom. You can make every video you need to make. Yep. And, and you wouldn't need any, any other kind of tool to do it. So uh, that's really been the thing that's, that I just keep coming back to, you know, please figure out how to do video. And we're not a video production company. We don't try to be happy to refer to people. I, I don't mind teaching people. I, I think you can have a mix. If you go to my website, you'll see some professional videos. Mm -hmm. I had a professional video company help me create some of my videos on my website. Sure. A handful of them. Everything else is videos that I made. I'm not a professional. I use my phone. Right. I use Zoom. I use PowerPoints and do screen share, things like that. But uh, is it the greatest? I don't know. I don't care, but it's video. <laughs> so when I, you go to a, a blog post on my website, it's going to be a video and then a transcription of what's in the video. Yeah. So if you want to watch it, watch it. If you want to read it, read it. You have your choice then how you want to engage with my content uh, and how you want to do that. And these videos become uh, tools that continue to work for you all the time. I have, I have a video which has nothing to do with marketing. It's funny how, how things work out. But I have sure. a video on YouTube that I think it's got about, and I mean, in terms of YouTube role, that this is nothing, but. Um, but it's probably a, at about 160,000 views and I don't know, like four or 500 comments. And it was a few years ago, I was having, I was used Gmail email, you know? Yeah. And this weird thing happened. The, the overwrite key, I somehow hit the overwrite key on my keyboard okay. and it would not, I, I would open up. The, an email to send an email and I could not get it to change. Oh. So there was this, you had to click inside of the body of the email and then hit the button and it would change. But if it was in the subject line or in the, the, the email line, it wouldn't change. It's still a problem today. So this was a few years ago. 
So that had happened to me. I Googled and Googled and Googled until I found this really obscure forum that said how to fix it. I figured it out. I fixed it. And then like a year later, it happened again. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, how did I fix that last time? Sure. So for my own benefit, I made a video ah. <laughs> showing how to fix the problem in case it ever happened again. And I threw it up on my YouTube channel. And I still, I get, you know, a couple comments every week on it. People going, thank you. I can't believe this. I, ah. I've been trying to solve this problem and I couldn't solve it. And it's like, and it's a two minute video. And for a sure. while there, I mean, it's, it's like a three minute long video for the most part, about a minute and a half in, like you really see, you know, where you, uh, you know, what you do. And I mean, this is the age we live in, but people be like, dude, man, you couldn't have made this a 20 second video. It's like, <laughs> which I always reply to those. Well, you did solve the problem, right? And you couldn't find the answer anywhere else. <laughs> and you're complaining that it took you a minute and a half watching my video to solve the problem. Well, we've all done that, right? We've all Googled to find the answer to things. So that's, that's really fun that, you know, and that's the thing too, like you build something for your own benefit, but then it's like, oh, well, this actually could be really helpful for people. You know, like one of my best lead magnets is this tools of the trade Google spreadsheet that has cool resources that I discover based on theme the link to them and notes right. about how I can use right. it. I made it so that I can had a simple way to store all these cool yes. things that I come across. Yes. And it just became one of those things where, Hey, when I'm at a speaking opportunity, I'm going to share this spreadsheet. Yeah. You know, and it's really built for me, but right. it allows a way to be helpful to others. So I love that you made that and you combine it with a YouTube channel that I'm assuming is the same YouTube channel where you talk about your marketing stuff. So it, it, it ultimately opens up the door for some people to be like, well, who's this Peter guy? Yeah, what does he do? And, you know, from then on, from there on, they can do stuff. Um, you know, one of the other things you touched on quickly is you mentioned, you know, if you want to listen or watch my video, you can do that. Mm. If you want to read it, you can read yep. it. Yep. I love the accessibility side of that because it's not just a selfish thing. I think there is a selfish component to it of like, hey, I prefer to watch videos or I prefer to read. Um, mm-hmm. But I was in a program uh, uh, about a year before COVID hit. And it was the first time I'd been in a setting like this. And there was a, an entrepreneur in our group who was blind. Uh, and it really opened my eyes to the fact that there are accessibility issues with how yeah. a lot of businesses create content. Yes, And by creating video or audio content, mm-hmm. it's so much easier for people with other limitations yeah. to consume your content um, yeah. or vice versa. You have somebody who is deaf, you know, they don't, they're not going to sit and watch a video. No. Maybe you don't have captions or whatever. Right, right. They can read it and get the same amount of content. So I love that that there is that piece to it, and it, that's a piece that I don't think a lot of us always think about. Um, yeah. But it really does make the user experience so much better. And you know, video does, as you know, it it creates a sticky factor. It it increases the time that people are spent on your site. Yes. It increases the the retention rate. Um, the amount of times that people might click over to view other content. Um, I actually was just telling somebody yesterday, you know, their website traffic is up 300% 
this year over last year. Wow. Huge organic growth. But their retention time, the time people are spending on the site was down. And I'm like, okay, uh, well, we're getting all these new people. But video is just one of the tactics. There's a couple others that I suggested, but one of the tactics of how we get people to spend more time on the site because then their organic SEO is just going to continue to skyrocket. Yep. So I love that you mentioned that. So, okay, you mentioned one quick win earlier was getting more reviews. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other quick wins that people could do today to improve their brand's presence online or just their brand's presence in Here, general? Here's, a, here's another area that people miss. And again, this kind of goes to content. And this also goes to kind of what we were just talking about. And what I, I feel like entrepreneurs, business owners miss out. Um, and you and I do the same thing. We are so good at what we do. And at some point, we just assume everybody else also knows the same stuff. Mm. The fact of the matter is they don't. Yeah. They're clueless. They don't, they don't, like, I'm having an email conversation right now. People do not understand the difference between a domain name and your actual website, mm. right? The name of your website and the files of the website. Like, it's confusing. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, uh so in terms of our content and our expertise, uh, sometimes that's hard to go, oh, I, how do I get that out of my head or how do I do this? So one of the things I see missing, another thing on websites besides video, is just basic FAQs. What are the frequently asked questions you get? Yeah. I, I mean, you talk about fantastic, amazing content, like just go through how many calls did you get today? What were the questions they asked you? You have like 10 ideas probably right there of um, videos or blog posts or whatever around those frequently asked questions. And then when it comes to the expertise side, it's the should ask questions. Mm-hmm. What are the questions that people should be asking of some someone in your industry um, that they're not? Sure. You know, if I have a, a relative in another city and they're, they're shopping for, you know, a marketing guy or a website developer, what do they need to know? Like, what are the questions they should ask? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, you should be asking them this or asking them this or asking this questions that they don't know that they should ask. I love so that. those two elements, if, if you, again, these are easy. There's right in front of you. Um, it literally, you already know the answer. It's not like you even have to research it. You're the expert already. Yeah. But take those, build that stuff out. And now you've got more content. It, it's everywhere. It goes back to the trust building piece again. How do I build trust? Well, I went to your website. I found information that helped me understand you better. So now when I call you, I'm actually closer to the buying process of actually giving you money than I was before because I didn't have to call and ask you questions. Right. I just had to say, can I schedule the thing? Cause I need to pay for it. Cause obviously you already answered all my questions. On your yeah. Website. You already sold them on the service yeah. by answering those questions and, and showing that, you know, your stuff and that they can, you can handle their specific situation. Yep. I love that. That's great. Okay. So people can find you online, digital marketing dude. And you mentioned to me that you have like this marketing strategy, um, free digital marketing blueprint yes. on your homepage. Yes. Um, 
at dmdude.com, which helps people just kind of, it's a bunch of free resources, correct? Yeah. So um, basically over the last 12 years, uh, it really is a combination of all the frequently asked questions. (laughs) Practicing what you preach there, I was trying to figure out, you know, just over time, I'm like, you know what, here's the basics, right? Here's the marketing blueprint. And and we go through strategy uh, and, and we talk about your website. What are the basics? What are all the FAQs I've ever had about a website? Um, your social media, your content, um, what does it look like for video? What does it look like for reputation? So all that um, is built into this. And it's basically, I don't know, Valerie, it's probably 10 to 12 hours of video. Wow. Absolutely free. It's all there. We have templates. We have downloads on there. Um, you can sign up on dmdo.com on the homepage uh, and access it there. Uh, and um, yeah. It's, it's all the good stuff. All the good stuff. So if you are out <laughs> building a brand online, you want to just get kind of the foundational fundamentals under your belt, uh, Peter has made it super easy for you. So uh, Peter, thanks so much for sharing such amazing wisdom. I mean, you just, I even, I'm convicted about things that I need to go do uh, to uh, to go refresh my own digital presence. It's It's amazing. Like you said, we all need to hear this. And, um, you know, a lot of times we get so busy in the weeds of what we do. We forget that there's these simple things that we can do to uh, really make a big impact. So thank you so much for sharing today and sharing your wisdom every day online. Yep. You bet. Great to be with you. If you liked what you just heard, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review. That not only helps us out, but it helps others discover great interviews just like this one.